King Shumiwami and the Volcano of Mad by Kim Yegid. Episode 6. Now where were we? The king wondered aloud. We're off to the peculiarly strange people tricks wing, Russ offered. No, no, before that. King Shumiwami shut his eyes tightly, as if in an attempt to squeeze a memory back to life. Your temper, King Shumiwami exclaimed. That's what we were talking about? Yes, yes. It's very bad to have snappies if you have a temper. You see, with snappies, you have the ability to make most anything happen with a thought and a snap. And some things, once done, well, it's hard to go back. Imagine if you got angry at your sister and wished she had an antenna growing out of her head. Russ thought about it for a moment. That could be fun, but he didn't want to admit this to King Shumiwami. Instead, he argued, With snappies, I could always make it go away. King Shumiwami held up a finger and said, Point in fact. What does point in fact mean? Russ wondered to himself, but King Shumiwami was on a roll, so there was no interrupting him. When a temper is involved, King Shumiwami said, Signals get crossed, and all sorts of disasters I don't even want to imagine are possible. He paused a moment to stare Russ in the eyes and attempt to display the seriousness of the matter. And with a temper like yours, King Shumiwami added. I don't have a temper! Russ raised his voice. King Shumiwami kept right on talking as though he hadn't heard Russ at all. Things go Bad, very bad. Dangerous things happen. King Shumiwami's eyebrows came together in the middle as he said this last part. Russ could feel his stomach churning like there was a volcano building up inside about to explode. But before he could open his mouth, King Shumiwami spread his long, thin arms out like an umpire calling a player safe as she slides into home base. Get against the wall, King Shumiwami instructed. Russ was beginning to think King Shumiwami might be losing his mind. Besides, he didn't really want to press his back up against the corridor walls with their strange mirror-like surface and wave-like mouths, but he listened anyway. King Shumiwami really looked like he meant it, and Russ wasn't too sure what the punishment was for disobeying a king. As he pressed against the wall, he could feel the mouths moving along his back like a mini-massage. It sort of tickled. In a different situation, he may have laughed out loud. Shh! King Shumiwami put a finger up to his lips as if demonstrating what shh looks like. Isn't it funny how people sometimes do that? I didn't say anything, Russ said. Not you, King Shumiwami motioned with his head. Them! Russ turned and looked at the mouths, who were trying to quiet their giggles. King Shumiwami crouched down, his long blue cloak bunching up around him. Russ crouched down, too. They stayed like that for such a long time, Russ's knees started to hurt. Russ thought about his grandfather, who always complained about that sort of thing. Was he going to start walking like his grandfather? All this crouching and hiding wasn't any fun at all. Just when Russ was about to turn to King Shumiwami and exclaim, This is ridiculous! He heard a deep hissing sound coming from the far side of the corridor. The hissing was interrupted every few seconds by a higher-pitched whistle. Don't move, King Shumiwami whispered. 
Russ didn't need that advice. He pushed himself against the wall so hard he thought the tickling mouths would swallow him up. Russ looked up at King Shumiwami, who was holding his breath. Russ took this as a sign that he should do the same. It's a good thing, too. Just as Russ filled his cheeks with air, the source of the hissing and whistling came into view. If Russ's cheeks weren't full of air, he surely would have gasped or, even worse, yelped. What Russ saw was a huge, human-like creature, but it certainly couldn't be human. It walked on two legs but slumped over, the knuckles of its hands nearly touching the ground. Speaking of its knuckles, they were nearly all bone. The skin stretched across them so tightly it was practically see-through. Russ was afraid to look up at the creature's face, but curiosity got the better of him. He would need to work on that. Curiosity isn't always a good thing, at least not this time. Russ looked up into the creature's face and immediately saw that it looked a lot like its hands. The skin was pulled so tight, Russ thought its cheekbones would break through. It looked like the tip of its nose already did. Its eyes were so sunken into its face, Russ wouldn't have been able to see them except they blinked from green to red. From so close, Russ was able to tell that the hissing-whistling combination he heard earlier was actually the creature breathing. Russ closed his eyes tightly and started whispering to himself. I would tell you what he whispered, but they were private thoughts. Maybe promises would be a better word than thoughts. He started making promises about what he would do and wouldn't do if only the hissing, whistling, eye-blinking, skin-stretched creature would pass without harming him. I guess it wouldn't be revealing too much to say he promised to do things he sometimes complained about, like cleaning his room. He also promised he wouldn't do things that he sometimes complained about not being able to do, like staying up all night watching TV. Russ was still making promises with his eyes squeezed shut tightly when he felt a stream of hot air blow across his face. Ah, that was close. Russ opened his eyes and found King Shumiwami's eyes blinking back at him. Ah! Russ screamed. He started running, but he didn't get very far because King Shumiwami had caught hold of the back of his shirt. Russ's legs kept moving, but he stayed in the same place. Is the family resemblance that strong? King Shumiwami asked. Russ's legs stopped moving. He stared at King Shumiwami speechless. I'm not sure if that's because he was in shock or because he didn't know what resemblance meant. Between you and me, resemblance means when things, in this case people, look alike. My dad's a bit of an animal, King Shumiwami said. That was your dad? Russ was in shock. Russ was beyond shocked. Yeah, King Shumiwami nodded. He's actually a really nice guy. Then why were you hiding from him? Russ asked. He's nice, but he's always down my back. He has to have everything done just the way he likes it. Do you know anyone like that? King Shumiwami asked. Russ nodded. He could think of a few people like that. I think they call them perfectionists, King Shumiwami said. Sounds bad, Russ said. King Shumiwami nodded in agreement. What's your dad like? 
Russ paused for a moment. He wasn't sure if it was okay to talk about his dad. Isn't that what people mean when they say you shouldn't talk about people behind their backs? He's okay, Russ said quietly. In his head, Russ was thinking about how his dad doesn't really pay much attention to him. He just sort of ignores me, Russ said so quietly he wasn't even sure it had come out of his mouth. You just stay out of his way so you don't get in trouble? Is that it? King Shumiwami asked. No, Russ said. The tone of his voice surprised even himself. Has that ever happened to you? You feel so strongly about something someone said that when you open your mouth to respond, the words come out louder, quieter, angrier, or sadder than you meant them to be? No, King Shumiwami repeated. The truth is, Russ confessed, sometimes I think about getting in trouble on purpose. King Shumiwami looked at Russ with a raised eyebrow. Russ must have known a raised eyebrow meant King Shumiwami was confused by what Russ had said, because Russ continued. At least then I'd be getting some attention from my dad, Russ explained. Dads are tough, King Shumiwami said. It's not that I'm saying I like my mom better than my dad, Russ added. Of course not, King Shumiwami agreed. It's hard raising parents. Yeah, Russ nodded.